Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. talking about the seasons of life and um it's this is something that uh periodically the lord I, I always go back to this because periodically it comes back to my to my heart it is part of it is a couple of chapters or one chapter i should say that i wrote in my book hallelujah anyhow about the seasons of life that it always intrigues me and ministers to me how god will take such a natural element in our lives Mm -hmm. that we all have to deal with no matter who you are and how you like it or don't like it or where you live in the in the world you deal with seasons they may not be the same seasons as everybody california and florida and certain parts of the of the world do not have the same seasons over in the desert areas they don't have the same seasons that we have but they all have seasons so today we're going to be talking about the seasons of life and correlating the natural with the spiritual talking about the pitfalls, the blessings, the opportunities, the challenges, and what you need to do to uh, identify the seasons of your life and how to get through them uh, successfully and victoriously yes. with the help of Jesus That's Christ. Right. I, I like it when you were talking about having to, you you are uh, comparing the natural seasons. Anyway, I said, it's good that you, you know, we're comparing the the natural with the spiritual. And so when you look at now, it is relative to our life. And I know with myself, um, when you look at the, the summertime, and then you go into the fall. And to me, that is, um, that's a downtown time to me. I mean, you know, when the fall comes in, you just don't want to see the seasons ending. You don't want to see the sunshine going, you know, or the time changing. Seasons are defined as that which comes or arrives, and it's synonymous with time. It's a time of some uh, continuance, but not for long. I like that. It says it's a time that's of some right. continuance, but not for long. And that's the thing that we have to be ever mindful of is that there is a definitive start and end to it. The good stuff and the bad stuff. Right. The valleys and the mountains. And there, that is the consolation that we have as people of God, that troubles don't last always. Don't. I mean, it feels like you've been in this valley for a long time. It, and that's the thing. You ever, you ever been on a, on your way to some place that's really special? I know for Christmas, we went to British Columbia. We went to Whistler mm-hmm. Ski Resort. It's the biggest in North America because there was certainly no snow around here. In, in the whole United States of America. That was all right with me. So we had the most beautiful white Christmas and skied until we couldn't ski anymore. But the thing is, when we went there, you know, the distance to British Columbia is the same distance 
from, in other words, it took the same amount of time to get there as it took to get back. But somehow on the way there, it the trip seemed elongated mm-hmm, because there mm-hmm. was an anticipation. It, and I couldn't it. wait to get there. And I'd never been there. So I didn't know what, what to expect. How many trees do I have to pass? How many buildings do I have to pass? You know, I saw how many miles it was and how many hours it was projected to be. But it seemed to take longer. But then on the journey back... Seemed like we got yes. back so quick. Yeah, because you know the way, you know, and that's the I same, know the way, and there was no the anticipation yeah. about it. And so I got back. So, so what I want, I said that to say, and you guys know you've experienced that when you're going, that's when the kids say, how long, how long are, are we, we there, there yet? yet? You've had that anticipation. So sometimes when you are preparing and God is preparing you for a certain journey in life, it might seem like it's taken long. And sometimes when you're going through difficulty, it seems like it's taken long. But be very sure there is, as the definition says, there is a definite end to what you're going through. Absolutely. And you know, while you're going through, especially when you know that you're on the road that God has put you on and there are some uncertainties about some things and you're like, Lord, how long? I'll I'll tell you how many times I've asked the Lord, how long before we, we, before we get through this thing? How long is it going to take? And through that whole process, it just seems as though it takes so long. But in that process, you, um, God is doing something in your life. He's shaping your character or the timing just is just not right he's saying you know i'm holding you back so that 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 destiny will meet time mm. and and so now then he'll release you into that point and i can remember i was riding my bike one one day and it just seems like you know like elijah when they told him to go down to the river he said there he would feed him and there he would cause ravens to bring him a meal at the uh, morning time, the new time, noon time, and evening time. Well, then there came a point in his life where the things started drying up, and he knew that God told him it's time to move. And he says, "And I have prepared for you a widow woman to feed you." And I can remember riding my bike, and I, I said this without really planning, and I said, "Lord, it seems as though my rivers are drying up. Mm. I mean, the incomes that I had and the places that I were, it was no longer fruitful for me." And I just felt that, and I was beginning to get anxious about it and as I said that I thought about Elijah and I knew God was saying it is it's time for you to move now and so although you don't know where you don't know how but I know but isn't it isn't it a little scary let's be honest oh absolutely isn't it a little scary when he tells you to go and you don't know where you're going to go it, it really is the most uncomfortable thing to absolutely. do but it is the walk of faith it is because if you knew every step that was before you and when you would arrive it wouldn't take a whole bunch of faith if you knew every place you were going to go and how you were going to land when you went but it is faith to step out not knowing where your next step is going to land but trusting that God who called you to move forward is going to make a way for you to go and has already prepared the way before you get there. Even though it's uncomfortable, I thank God that he challenges us through testing our faith to go and to move forward. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but for me, he has to kind of propel me into my next season because I will sit here in the summertime and I won't want to make it uncomfortable. He will make it uncomfortable. It's just like with the Eagles. He talked about it in in the, in the word of God, you know, and, and even in the natural, they're saying that, when the chicks or they call the little eagles are born, it comes a point in time she when it's time for them to yep. leave out of the nest and they don't want to leave. But it, but it says that the eagle makes it very uncomfortable for those birds to, to, to stay there. So they, they push them out the net. 
And even when teaching them how to fly, I mean, it's, it's like they have to, they have to get fall. off the edge yeah. and have to fall. And then in the times when they seem like they can't get their feathers operating right, all of a sudden, they said that all of a sudden the, the eagle will come up underneath and bear them, bore them. And you know, that's what that's it says what in the, the Bible. Bible said. Said. He said, I bored you on eagle's wings to bring you to myself. And so that is just as the natural is the same way in the spiritual realm. Because I even, there is a poem that the Lord had given me and it said, come to the edge. And in this poem, it says, come to the edge. A voice is saying, you know, it's God. Uh, you said, come to the edge. And the person says, I can't cause I'm afraid. And he says, come to the edge. And the person says, I can't cause I might fall. And he says, come to the edge. And the person says, and then I walked to the edge and he pushed me mm. and then I flew. And so sometimes you have to uh, get to that point on the edge and that God will push you over that edge and then it's then when you realize it's then when you take your wings and you begin to fly and you know what times times God tests you and you come to the edge and you back up and say oh no I can't do this I mean even in my own life we're looking at what's over the we're edge looking at what's instead over of looking the edge. at the one that's going to carry us carry us over the edge I wanted to make that point about the fact about keeping us under the shadow of the almighty in Psalms 91 there is a condition there he said he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty you have to make god your abode you have to make god the joy of your life you have to hide yourself in him and when you do when you put you basically you put your trust in him and when you do god will bear you up and keep you safe and god will deliver you so yes let's look at the the seasons in life and that's what i did in the in the book is went through each of the seasons and looked at them from a natural perspective and then what book are you talking about in my book hallelujah anyhow and then looked at them from a spiritual perspective so let's start with the one that we seem to love the most is summertime Mm. so summertime if you think summertime from a natural first of all Summer is so desirous by many that they move to climates and and places where there is a perpetual summer season. Mm -hmm. There are some people who want to live in Florida and want to live in certain parts of California and certain parts of the world because there is what is perceived to be a perpetual summer season. It is a very desirous season. It's really in the natural. I like that myself. Yeah, we all like summertime because you kind of get to hang loose and and take off the heavy clothes and you get to enjoy the outdoors. Your days are elongated. That's right. And the night is a little shorter and you just get to enjoy things a little bit more. If you you got that nice uh, Corvette, you get to pull that Corvette out of the garage. Well, not you. Well, you know what? But other people get to pull their, <laughs> no, their cor- you get no. to look at yours, but other people pull their Corvette out the garage, take the T-tops I love convertibles. off, yes, right. take the T-tops off and, and let it ride. I mean, because it's summertime. And you're free. And you're free. Yeah, you don't have to worry about, you know, oftentimes you just get, you get hot in the summertime, but you know, you but got the air, air conditioner. conditioner. You go in, you know. <laughs> now, if you ain't got no air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And you don't want to see no summer. <laughs> So don't go to Arizona if you don't have no air. That's right. That's right. So let's let's talk about that in the spiritual part, spiritual realm part of that. So so in the spirit, the same thing in the spirit realm, summer is a desirous season. It is it would be that that 
time of your life when everything seems to be going well. The days which represent light and which represent happiness and joy are long, elongated mm-hmm. in your life. The nights are short and few and far between, and you just seem to be. And everything you wake seems up so, and the birds oh, are chirping. And, and the flowers are blooming. And the flowers and, are, and the things that you are planting are they beginning to come up out of the ground. I mean, it's just a good time. It's for, a good season for, in yes, life. Yes, it is. And, it, is. And it, it, it really is. And it, it really, you get to shed some of those heavy clothing that you had to wear during the winter. You can take off your boots and put up your gloves and take off your hat and you just get to be just a little light. carefree and yeah, light. Yeah, yeah and that's true. So if if you think about it, if you're after summertime, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, when we, when we move from summer, we go into fall. That's right. And what I look at, I look at fall and spring as transitional seasons. Absolutely. Because they, they, they propel us into the other I, two I, seasons. Either you're going into summer or you're going into winter. But the spring and the fall are those two transitional but seasons you know that what? take us there. You're right. And, and, and with the fall, that's when the time began to change as well. To prepare us for longer, longer nights that's and right, shorter that's days. Right. And, and, and it begins to change. And I'm telling you, what, what, how, did, how did they say fall this? Fall back. Fall back and spring, spring forward. forward. And so, and then the spring forward is what I like. The fall back is the part where, you know, it just, oh. the times are changing, the leaves. Now, it is a beautiful time for as well a, for, for a, a moment. When, when you look, especially the further south you go in Ohio, mm-hmm. southeast, I mean, the trees are just beautiful. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. But then there's a time when those leaves begin to turn brown and they begin to fall off. That's when your mind is kind of like your back. Cause you know, as but, I've but always you know, said that it, it can be a little, it can be a little trying mentally because absolutely. sometimes in the, at some portion in the fall is when you begin to go to work and it's dark outside. And, and when you, you get off of work, it's dark it's, outside. That's right. And you just feel like all of your day is gone. Fall time is, is when you're really trying to get your mind adjusted to from coming out of the summertime and getting ready to go into the winter time. And that's the way it is in spirit. Spiritually, spiritually, is that you're, you have to make an adjustment for that that time when you were reaping a, abundantly, when you were having a good time, and now you're getting ready to make that shift, and you're getting ready to go into the fall time, and and conditions are a little bit uh, scary for you, but it's a time where God is is really preparing you for that. For but, what we call that winter time. And, and in that season, he's working some things in you and working some things out of you as well. But you know what I like to think of also about the fall is that if you have prepared properly, fall can be a wonderful season. If you have made, if you have sown seed, fall can be a time of harvest. Yes. That's fall good. can be a time that's of good. reaping. But if you didn't sow anything, you're not going to get that's anything. Right. But if you have sown seeds, fall can be a time when you are reaping a harvest of what God has promised you. That's right. Fall would be a time of when there is going to be pruning and reduction. But if you plan properly, it's okay. Because, you know, sometimes I look at the plants that I have in my house and sometimes you have to cut them back and you have to, uh, you have to cut back some of the leaves so that, and I've, it's hard to kind of understand that sometimes, even with your hair, when you go to the beautician and they say they have to cut so that it can grow. If you, if I wanted to grow, cutting seems counterproductive, but sometimes you got to cut away that which is dead Absolutely. or dying so that it doesn't hinder that which is growing and coming alive. Yeah, you know what even reminded me of a, a gardener and he was cutting the trees back. And like, I, th- I think I told you this before, when he cut it back, everybody in the neighborhood was saying, he killed your tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody. 
Bible saying that man's no good. He killed your tree. <laughs> but before that, he the man already told me, and I believe it was God that made him come, made me come outside, and he gave me a lesson on pruning. And he and he said, listen, he said, I'm cutting this back. He said, now everybody think this that I've killed this tree. He <laughs> said, but no, but wait till the this time next year. It was the most beautiful tree that was there. And then he took me to another tree. But but before you move on, because there's, yeah. there's wisdom of God in that. Mm-hmm. We are going through things in life and we think God is killing us, that he's allowing Absolutely. this thing to destroy Absolutely. us. But I hear the word of God say, by this, we know that God favors us because he does not allow our enemies to triumph over us. It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what everybody else around you is saying. This is going to take you out. This is going to destroy you. But what does the, the Lord, Lord say. say? And you know what? And they go on this a little bit further now. And this is a shifting of season. But we're talking about pruning. He took me to another tree. And in it, he took his hands and, and spread the tree apart. He says, first of all, I looked at the tree. It looked healthy to me. And he said, what do you see? I said, I see a healthy tree. He said, no. He put his hands in it and spread it. He said, you see these little things in there? And they were like little branches, you know, all cut off. And I said, yeah. He said, you know what these are called? I said, no. But he told me, he said, these are what we call suckers. He said, mm. these are what, if you, if I don't get them out, they will kill this tree. Listen, in your life, you have people who are, who are suckers. suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the suckers you out. You got to get the suckers out of your life. And I mean, they are zapping your strength. Wow. They're zapping your destiny. They're zapping Ooh. your ideas. Jesus. I mean, you know, that's what the suckers are. And he told Ooh. me, he said, you got to get them out. God used him to teach me a lesson in that season. And he began to cut it, and, and when he cut it out, he cut it all out, and you could see through it, but it had to be done. It had it, to it be done. It just had to be done. From your season, this trial that has come, growth is the reason this must happen so take your season learn from your pain God gave you the season just for your gain Just for your In Ecclesiastes third chapter, actually, it talks about the fact that there is a season and a time to everything that God has created. 
God has created everything and set it in order in mm. its time. I was looking on yesterday, on last night, I was look. actually it was this morning, early this morning, because it was dark, I was thinking last night, but it was this morning because it's still dark in the morning now. But I was looking at the moon that was still out in the sky, and you could only see a small crescent of the moon, but the whole moon is there. If you look really close, you can see the shape of the entire moon, but only a small portion of it, depending on where the rotation of the earth is and all of that, you could only see a small portion of the, the moon. And when you look initially, you would think that where's the rest of the moon? It is there, but it's being covered up because of the rotation and what part of it is being revealed to us at any time. And that's what I, I looked at that and I said, God is so amazing. Sometimes we go through life and it feels like the things that he has promised us aren't there. It feels like we are away, a long way from the promises of God. It is there. But mm-hmm. you haven't walked into mm-hmm. the position That's where right. you can behold and partake of it. But be very sure, just like every day, every night, that moon is there. That's right. And God has given it command to give light to the night. He said he set the sun to be day, to be light in the day and the moon to be light at night. He has given them a command and they must obey. God has commanded your seasons and the promises that he has for you in your seasons. And he has commanded it. And be very sure it will obey Absolutely. his command. Absolutely. You just haven't come to the position where you can be partakers of what God has Absolutely. for you, but keep on walking, keep on holding on, keep on and believing. you will walk right into that's your ex- destiny. That, that's exactly it. I remember one day the Lord had told me as well, he said this, uh, he said, it is a done deal, done a, deal. a done deal. And he says, and I looked it up and a done deal in French mean, and in uh, those who know French very well, pardon my French, as we would she say, right butchered. <laughs> I know it. It's a fait accompli. Fait accompli. Yeah, fait accompli. It's, it's a done deal. It's already been signed. It, it cannot be rescinded. God said it's a done deal. And, but the thing about it is you're saying, okay, God, it's a done deal, but where is it? I mean, do I have to wait this long for it? But he's saying, what I promised you, what you asked for, he said, it's a done, it's a deal. done deal. He said, you can't, listen, I won't breach this contract. And he's a, he's the ultimate, the thing yes, about he, God, he is the ultimate promise keeper. I mean, there's some stuff that you and I want to do one for the other, for your kids, for your family, and things get in the way. I really wanted to do this for you. I wanted to buy this for you. I wanted to provide this for you, but I wasn't able to do it because I had limitations and things got in the way. But when it comes to God, yes. he will move mountains. He'll uh, move heaven and earth to accomplish his promise to you. He guards his word to, to perform, perform it. That's I right. remember asking someone when I, when actually when I wrote the book, I remember asking them if they would write uh, something in the book. You know how you have the forwards and you have the comments in the back. And I remember asking them if they would, if they would give comment on it. And they said to me, they said, it's a done deal. Mm. And I didn't really catch what they said. I said, what did you say? They said, it's a done deal. And and this was many years ago. And I said, they said, count it done. Count it done. I haven't done it yet. I haven't read it yet. I haven't given you my, but when I give you my word, it's as good as done. And the thing is, when it comes to God, there is not, I mean, if he opens, no man can shut. And if he shuts, no man can open what God has for you. It is for you. Absolutely. And no one can prevent you from getting what God has for you. It is a done deal. Just ask God to help me walk into my destiny and to receive that which you have for me. You, you know what? That's so good because the other day I was, uh, I, I know what the Lord has put in my heart to do. And it seems like it's, it's slow. It's slow. But every once in a while, 
you'll see where some things are breaking through. And I remember I said, God, if you just give me, you know, just a, another sign that I'm, I'm doing the right thing because it looks like it's held up. And so I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and what came out of my mouth, I said, if God was just, she called me, that's what it was. She called me. She says, I got some uh, information for you. And how does it sound? Well, in, it ended up God was speaking through her. And I said, you know what? God commanded you to call me. I said, because I, I put a prayer before him this hmm. morning. I, and I said, it was like I was asking him to just drop some breadcrumbs. And when I said it, it, it exploded in me. Some breadcrumbs. You know how people just throw some. He just leave a little just, on purpose. Just a little That's what they did. Purpose. That's what they did for, for Ruth and them. They just leave a little leave, on leave purpose. A little, and you know what? The thing about it, when I said it, it was like, man, I got glad. I was like, oh my God, you're, you're doing exactly what I asked you to do. I came in because my hands were cold and I sat down and it was Steve Harvey was on and he had a woman on there that they, they call her the turnaround queen. She'll take a situation that seems like it's dead in a business and turn it around. She says, see, I'm going to help you. She told the lady that she said, see, I'm going to help you just drop some breadcrumbs for you. And I I just threw up my hands. I said, oh my God, you're once again confirming. Leave me a little bit on purpose. Leave me a little bit of breadcrumbs just to let me know. And that's exactly what he did. He dropped and said, yeah, you're on the right path, sis. You, you, and you just and keep I want to say that even us being here today and you got you all tuning in even today, this is a breadcrumb to you that God is Come leaving on. on purpose to tell you that you are moving in the right direction, that what he has for you is for you, that the promises of God, they cannot lie. They cannot fail. God will do what he promised you. He is a God of purpose and he is one who keeps He guards his word yes. to provide. We go through seasons of life. God allows us to see that the see the natural seasons we experience have a spiritual significance and parallel to what we go through in with him. And there are opportunities that will stretch you to grow through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus and through. Listen, you and I both know we don't we don't want we don't go looking for opposition. We're not glad when we find huh. opposition, but opposition it's those opposition have those summer times all the time. in your life that's is where right. the greatest growth in your life and, has and occurred. Yes, it it's when you really grew n- closer to God through the oppositions that you went through. It's not something that you're cheering and jumping up and down and glad about. But when you went through the darkest seasons of your life is when you experienced the greatest growth in your life. And in the seasons changing, you have opposition, you have opportunity, and you will have challenges in your life. In everybody's life, there is going to be that time when you have that summer season, that time when you have those fall seasons. And then there's that time when you have a winter season in life. And we're into winter right now. First of all, the days get even shorter than they were in the fall season. The the temperature drops. You spend less and less time outside. And Many people say, psychologists say that it is a time when depression is, is at its peak during the winter season. Sadly, we are out of time. God, would you bless these to be everything that you have dreamed for them to be? We thank you for destroying the plot of the devil, canceling the assignment of the enemy. Let them know, God, that even when you take them through the seasons of life, that they need not be dismayed or worried, God, because in their desert, you'll cause rivers of water to spring up. And even in their will...
Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.